It is Thursday, the 2nd of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. My name is Luke Marla. I am joined by co-host Shane Lee. How are you, Shane? Look, I'm good, Luca, and uh, Happy New Year. May I haven't spoken since the end of last year, but um, things are good. Um, at the moment, my business partner, Craig Hodges, is doing a detox in February. Ooh. So he's eating a lot of salads and that. So I'm hoping through osmosis I'll lose some weight as well. But uh, <laughs> he was saying, come on, mate, do it with me. And I said, I- I'm much more better at the retox phase, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> retox, pre-tox. That's it. <laughs> Anything but detox. It, so it's just it, February, is it? So he's one day in. How's it going so far? Look, he um, he was he's gnawing a salad. He was given um, all the food. He sort of pre-ordered. Uh, it was three days worth of food. He thought that was just his lunch on Monday. But uh, <laughs> he's going to be hungry, but hopefully you'll lose some weight. It's good, good on him. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Well done, Craig. Well done. Uh, today on the show, we'll hear some worrying cricket news ahead of Australia's tour of India. Novak Djokovic reveals the injury that still couldn't stop him from taking out the Oz Open last week. Plus, updates from the world of golf, AFL and NRL. This is Afternoon Sport. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. And in the cricket chain, see this? Aussie star Usman Khawaja has run into a bit of visa trouble ahead of the uh, team's trip to India there. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's uh, well, I'm not surprised. It's not the first time for Usman. Um, Usman, obviously an Australian cricketer, but born in Pakistan. And we all know that India and Pakistan don't really like each other that much, mate. Um, <laughs> he, he was actually held up. Uh, Usman was held up prior to going to India in 2012, had a similar issues until the uh, Indian uh, Commission, High Commission had to step in with the BCCI and Cricket Australia to sort it out. But, mate, this is a, this is a true fact. In the last 40-odd years, there's only ever been one Pakistani allowed into India, only one. That's no joke, and that's Wazi Makram. Yeah, right. And only guy ever to, to be allowed to cross the borders. Um, as I said, mate, that they, they, they've been going almost fighting a war for, for so long, they literally hate each other. Um, and that's why you see the passion when they play cricket against each other. But, uh, yeah, was him the only one let in. Yeah, go and, and Osman will, will, will be allowed. Um, nothing to do with his batting average of 100 last year in a 1,000 <laughs> test runs. I, I don't think it's more due to where he was born. <laughs> yeah, if I, was the, <laughs> if I was the Indian coach, I'd be, you know, slipping 100 yeah. to the border force as well. Okay? <laughs> this bloke, do not let him yeah. in. <laughs> Warner, he can come in, but... <laughs> Give him out, give him out. <laughs> well, he's got about a week to sort it out. The test will kick off on February 9th there in Nagpur. How do you feel about the tour? Do you reckon we've got a chance going into this one? Pretty tough. We've got a chance. It, it is hugely tough. Um, there are still a few, and this is going to really disrupt. Um, we're, we're not playing a tour match over there. We've chosen to go to North Sydney Oval <laughs> and try and replicate conditions. But as I was saying yesterday, you don't get the heat and the... And the and and the crowds and the and the smell and all that sort of stuff that goes with the end of dysentery. Um, the guys we're playing in India, I think we've got a very good bowling lineup. I think we 
will play one spinner. I don't think it's sucked into playing two, although they're, they're talking about doing that. But I think you've got to bowl fast and straight over there. Um, yeah, but we've got, some, we've got some class players. Lavashane will do well. Uh, there's still a few questions overhead for me, playing against spin. He had a pretty poor tour to Pakistan. Um, uh, so we'll wait and see. But, uh, yeah, we've got the team to do it. I like the way Pat Cummins is leading the side, but it is a very, very... Uh, big jump to make to, to perform and win in India. Yeah, tough task, tough, tough. What is it? I think we've won one series since the 70s back in uh, 2004. But like you say, I think we do have the team to do it. Um, mm. Who knows? Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Also coming from the world of cricket, the bad luck just keeps coming for former South African women's captain Dane Van Neerkick as she's disqualified from selection for the upcoming T20 World Cup after failing the two-kilometre time trial by just eight seconds. The, uh, yeah. the team had an upper limit of nine minutes and 30 seconds, couldn't get below that, and she's just had a tough time. Hasn't played international cricket since, since September 2021, missed the ODI World Cup last year with a broken ankle, no good for Dane there. You feel for her, don't you, Shane? I do feel for her. Um, she's Captain South Africa. I'm glad you said her name, by the way. I was struggling <laughs> how to pronounce that one. But um, look, she has captained South Africa in all three formats of the game, Test Cricket, ODI Cricket and T20. And as you said, hasn't played since September 2021. Uh, and they put out the rule, a, far, a, a pretty um, a simple rule. If you don't meet those standards on a 2K, 2K time trial, you'll miss out. Mate, saying that, Warney would never have played one test match for Australia. <laughs> so I don't know whether that's right or not. Um, but they do have standards and, um, yeah, it would be very, very tough for her to take. She's a, she's a genius of a cricketer. Yeah, it's rough. It's really rough. How would you go with a uh, nine-minute, 30-second 2K time trial right now? The detox getting you under the line, you reckon? I would have made it back then. I would not have made it now. I would be um, on, the, on the bench with Dane, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. The New Year's resolutions are slow to kick in this year. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and in tennis, Novak Djokovic has revealed that he was struggling through a pretty intense injury uh, through the Oz Open final win over Stefanos Tsitsipas last week because he claims he had a three-centimetre tear in the hamstring. Is this true? Do you reckon people have been a bit sceptical of it as he didn't wear any strapping or anything like that and he seems to be moving pretty fine? But, uh, yeah, what do you reckon? Absolute bullshit. <laughs> it's absolute bullshit. I'm you with can't you. have it. You can't have a... I've had a, a three-centimetre tear. You can hardly walk. Now, this guy is not superhuman. Craig Tiley, the um, Australian Open organiser, actually has come out and supported him and said he saw the scans. But he, he's not a doctor. He doesn't know whether he scans from years ago or someone else's leg. Yeah. And, 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 how, and how does he read that's a three-centimetre scan? Craig Tiley just trying to really give some more um, impotence and, I suppose, a bit, a bit of marketing PR behind how good the Australian Open was um, from his perspective. Exactly, um, exactly. It feels like a PR move, doesn't it? You know, Novak uh, is not the most popular yeah. bloke, especially in Australia. Yeah. I think he's just trying to add a little bit of, uh, yeah, pepper on top to the story there. But, yeah, the fact yeah. that he didn't wear any strapping and uh, nah. it's pretty shady stuff from old yeah. Novak. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, mate. Bullshit to me. And in <laughs> golf, uh, Phil Mickelson has shocked fans and media alike with rapid weight loss, dropping what looks to me like maybe 20, 30 kilos or so. He said he doesn't need to talk numbers, but uh, he's weighing exactly what he weighed when he first got into pro golf uh, back in college and he's looking great. And this is all in the, the, the space of just a couple months. It's crazy weight loss over there. Yeah, he's on the Craig Hodges <laughs> kick. <laughs> no, look, amazing. Um, at 52, he's lost a huge amount of weight and so good on him. Um, but he said he just lost his way on the course in 2022. Mm -hmm. He found his way with Liv. He's made a lot of money. Um, and he, as a 40-time, 45-time PGA Tour winner, um, he said he's now at his fittest he's been in decades, back to the same weight he was at college. Mm -hmm. 
and he said he was just going to move better and he'll recover better um, and hopefully play better. So um, good on him for making those uh, lifestyle changes. Yeah, super impressive stuff. And you'd think this yep. has added you know, years to his career. Um, like you say, mm. 52, but being able to lose that weight so quick at that age, very impressive. Uh, well done, Phil Milkerson. I'm sure there's more uh, titles he should, in his he's, future. He's just got to stay after punt. That's all he's got to do. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bad punter. <laughs> Maybe that just got a bit out of hand and you know the food budget's <laughs> taken a bit of a dip. And <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> you got to make room where you can. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, we'll be talking AFL, NRL and more after this short break. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. So, Shane, in the world of AFL, uh, the pre-season practice match schedule has been released. All 18 teams will play at least one warm-up match through February and early March. Um, Hard to say how much this sort of stuff uh, really means, but it definitely uh, whets the appetite for footy. Um, We were saying before we turn on the recorders that after sort of a long summer of (laughs) trying to not think about that much footy as a Demons Mm -hmm. fan and obviously a Swannies fan, seeing this happen and, you know, it's cool that they're broadcast as well. They'll both be on uh, K on Fox Sports. So definitely gets you up and about for the season, don't you reckon? I can't wait. I can smell the wet grass. I think I was saying before, I can smell the deep heat in the air. And um, <laughs> I'm so looking forward to footy season now. And, and it's always this time of year. But uh, you mentioned, yeah, so just I'll just mention a couple of the matchups here for Thursday, the 23rd round. Well, I suppose it's their first pre-season match. Um, the Cats are taking on Hawthorne. Well, I think that the Cats are going to be pretty good. And I think I'm looking forward to see how Hawthorne's developed over the break. Gold Coast take on Essendon. Uh, then on the Friday, North Melbourne take on Richmond. Carlton and Collingwood, so that's always going to be good to watch. Sydney will take on Brisbane. St Kilda and Melbourne, mate. So I want to see if St Kilda's actually improved under their new coach. Um, we'll see where Melbourne's at. And Frio take on Adelaide. And West Coast take on Port. So, mate, it's a couple of really good um, matchups there. And, yeah, I'm really interested to see really where St Kilda are at for me. I want to see where yep. Carlton and Collingwood are. Um, and, and North Melbourne as well, whether they're going to be right in the bottom again or uh, have made huge improvements, we'll wait and see. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like I say, you can never read too much into the results from these, but it's always good to get a first sort of look at your team yeah. for the season. And I feel like teams sort of use it to try out players in new positions or some new tactics, uh, new ways of moving the ball around. So it's good to see. How do you feel about these Swannies? It's, um, you know, tough to come off a uh, grand final result like that. Do you reckon they've... Um, Got the fortitude to go again this season, or how do you feel? Well, their group hasn't changed a hell of a lot, so you would think they're going to do pretty well again. But this time last year, I was thinking the Swannies were going to be maybe just sneaking the eight at best, um, and they outperformed that. So there's a lot of expectation on this young group now, yep. which changes the whole dynamic. So um, it's easy to be the ones who are chasing. Now they're going to be the ones who are chased. It's always a different perspective and, and feeling within the group. But they've got some really good young footballers, and fingers crossed they're going to do well. 
Yeah, like you say, uh, I feel like they exceeded expectations last year. Yep. They've sort of peaked a little bit early in their window, but they've still got a fair few good years ahead of them with this same uh, playing group, like you say, yep. I reckon. Uh, down at Collingwood, they've named a successor to Scott Pendlebury as they reveal that backman Darcy Moore will captain the side this year. Great player, Darcy Moore, 27 years old. I think he's played about 180 games. Perfect choice for captain, I reckon. Uh, his dad, Peter, captain Collingwood back in the early 80s. And I think Darcy Moore is uh, yeah, a great pick for the Pies there. What do you reckon? Yeah, what a lovely moment too. I saw um, just yesterday it was announced and uh, he's giving his mum a cuddle. His dad's over in the States and he was on a Zoom call to him saying, Dad, I'm also now a Collingwood captain. Uh, I think his dad captain 81 and 82. Um, and I think that's a really good choice. That He joins, or joining him in the leadership group is Taylor Adams, Jeremy Howe and, and Braden Maynard. Um, Maynard for the first time. Adams has been there for quite a while. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a good leadership group there. And yeah, will this, will this be the year of the pie? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? They're maybe a little mm. bit similar to Sydney. I think they exceeded a lot of expectations last year and they yep. obviously just had that crazy roller coaster run at the end where they won all these super, super yep. close games. So, yeah, they're one of the biggest question marks for me. Even though they made a prelim last year, I could totally see them dropping out of the top four, top eight, or maybe they'll, yeah, like you say, go all the way. It's a great group. Very A uh, lot of unknowns for the Pies yep. there. A lot of unknowns. What's happening in the world of NRL, Shane? NRL, well, the Bulldogs um, have just signed cult hero Josh Reynolds. Now, Reynolds is a veteran, um, and we all know that uh, the Bulldogs have the assistant coach from the Panthers come over, Cam Soraldo. Um, but at 33, Reynolds was only do- signed a sort of train and trial deal, um, but now has been um, escalated up to a full contract. And he said, look, he- he'd play for a dollar. Um, <laughs> he's always been one to come back to the Bulldogs. He played with the Tigers and the Bulldogs before moving to Hull in the Super League. Uh, but it's a dream return for him. But um, this Cam Serraldo, I reckon he's a fantastic coach. And if Reynolds wouldn't be up to, up to speed and, and up to it, he would not be giving him a full contract. So it's, that's a really, really good story. Normally, once you go over to England and play, you don't normally come back to the NRL. <laughs> yeah, that's normally sort yeah. of on the downhill slide. Super impressive. 33 yeah. back in the NRL. And yeah, I'm sure the Bulldogs can lo- use a uh, you know leader with a bit of experience like that. It's great to see. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And then Panthers... Panthers have also um, signed Liam Martin for an additional year. And look, he is uh, he's the heart and soul of that, that football club. He's only 25, 86 matches in. He started there at 17. Um, and look, he's off the back of uh, being in the Kangaroos World Cup final victory too over there in the UK. So um, he looks good and signs another year. And yeah, the Panthers are going to be very, very hard to beat once again. Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, still so young, still plays such an important role in that team. Mm. Plenty more good years to come for the Panthers. And uh, Nico Hines, his uh, his mum's in a bit of trouble, is she? Oh, I feel, I feel for this guy. His <laughs> mum's on alleged drug charges of distribution of heroin. So um, he showed up to court just to give her support. So you can imagine some of the things they're going to be saying in the crowd now when, he, when he's out there. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. there'll be some creative sledging with that. Yeah. Just... I mean, not something you need at any point in your life, but no. most of all in the preseason coming into a big year of NRL for Nico Hines. Rough stuff there. Uh, fingers crossed that he can, you know, uh, put it out of his mind and have a good season. Have yep. a good season. Yeah, that's about it for today, Shano. Uh, this is Afternoon Sports. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're running a phone call away. Beauty. And, of course, thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you, Shane. We'll be back tomorrow with our Daily Dose of Sport. Talk to you then. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. 
If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.